Chapter 15 of The Social War of 1900 or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Social War of 1900 or The Conspirators and Lovers by Simon Landis. Chapter 15 Reported Elopement and Seduction of Lucinda by Victor sister nancy clover had been spreading secretly amongst her circle of saints the delightful gossiping news that miss lucinda armington was not what she ought to be having been too intimate with this rue victor juno and of course since both dr victor juno and miss lucinda armington disappeared at the same time the entire community believed that an elopement was certain a great deal of sympathy was felt and expressed for general washington armington and whilst many saints innately rejoiced at the calamity that had befallen the general they nevertheless were free with their expressions of pity for the poor misled daughter whilst they denounced to general armington's face this profligate son of toil whose outgrowth was plainly to be seen in this ungrateful act to his benefactor and intended father-in-law the general would not allow any one to say anything cruel of his daughter or dr juno because he believed them innocent of crime he soliloquized thus why should my faithful and loving daughter elope with victor juno or why should he desire to do so as long as i encouraged their union whilst the general was thus in deep meditation deacon rob stew was ushered into the library of the former where the general sat with downcast countenance good morning cheerfully said deacon stew good morning coldly replied the general my dear brother do not take this elopement so seriously to heart for i have rather good news for you what is it interposed the general impatiently why sir i have just received a letter from new york from a faithful brother who says that he saw a lady and gentleman answering to the description of miss lucinda and dr juno take passage on a vessel for liverpool last week responded deacon rob stew indeed sir i don't believe it said the unsuspicious general don't believe it what reason have you to doubt it surely they have eloped silence deacon stew furiously and frantically ejaculated the general and continued i believe that there is some foul plot at work to remove these innocent young people from my presence they were not opposed by me in their desire to become man and wife then why should they elope i want to know general you confound my ideas but if you had not lost patience with me i think i could set your mind at ease on this subject said deacon stew tremblingly and much frightened well sir i am all patience speak replied the general pardon me when i say that i am confident that miss armington was pure but dr juno did not desire marriage with your daughter he had other designs upon the lovely and unsuspecting daughter of your house and this is the reason that he eloped with her very likely promising marriage said the deacon oh horrible horrible exclaimed the general dear brother please be consoled and trust in the lord solemnly said the bloody deacon 
oh deacon i have never dreamt of what you just insinuated but i now feel that my poor child has fallen into the hands of a monster exclaimed the general with great tears in his eyes if you desire it dear brother i will do my utmost to arrest this demon or probably it would be as well for us to telegraph to liverpool and request the authorities there to arrest him when he arrives said the deacon no good brother i think i had better at once get ready and follow these truant children i will take two good male servants with me and start for liverpool to-morrow for i have no heart to live here whilst disgrace and ruination yes and probably desertion may befall my dear child oh daughter daughter what have you done i have centred my whole life soul and spirit on you and for you to be thus snatched from me is more than an old man can endure god oh god aid and comfort my bleeding heart exclaimed the heart-broken general the deacon was internally spoiling with delight to think that his plans had worked so very excellently and thought he when sister nancy clover learns the real state of things she will fairly glut over the success of our plot and be doubly delighted at the distress of the general and discomfiture of his hateful daughter she will seek the general and offer her saintliest sympathy and most energetic assistance but when the general is gone to europe we shall have a clear track before us truly won't i go to the proud stuck-up and apostate miss lucinda armington's prison and dictate my own terms of peace ha ha my caged bird i'll save you the trouble of disguising yourself again for the purpose of acting the ant to spoil our holy plans and as for the heroic and celebrated dr juno he shall feed on slim victuals whilst a lingering death shall be his most certain portion this time yea verily and i shall let him know that it was i deacon rob stew of the orthodox faith who instigated and managed his ruin for molesting the elect in our god-ordained work of christianity the deacon now repaired to headquarters of the bloody conspirators to inform them of the state of general armington's mind whilst the general was at work making preparations to leave for liverpool he called pat o'connor and judy mccrae to his side and told him that he was going to europe to seek his daughter and as they had always been faithful servants he should give everything into their charge and he hoped and felt confident that they would prove faithful to him in his hour of sore distress here pat could not hold his peace any longer and interrupting the general said fath me good master and may me sol rot if i don't be true to ye and what's morer i'll sake for mistress lucinda meself and for good young mr juno pat never mention the name of that villain juno again if you do not want to insult me in great agitation responded the general holy saint patrick but me master is deceived by that old divil dakin stew meditated pat and said aloud och good master your old servant meant no harm when i spoke of mr J pardon me i didn't mean to spake that name again but i'll do as ye plays and judy will hilp me won't ye judy said pat and sure i will wid all me heart responded judy pat and judy now saw that the deepest kind of villainy was at work 
and he said to judy judy darlin i sees by me soul that these dirty vagabonds have hided away miss armington and dr juno and may i says to be an irishman if i don't blarney them till i diskiver all their diviltry and find me swate mistress ooch pat and i pray saint patrick that ye may not fail to do it and i'll help ye do it if i die earnestly said judy mccrae the general left the next day amid the sympathies of the many who bade him adieu and godspeed but he did not seem to care or notice anything except his anxiety to get off as speedily as possible no sooner had he departed until deacon rob stew went to general armington's residence to pump pat o'connor and judy mccrae for the purpose of ascertaining if they knew or even suspected anything of the abduction of these young lovers he said to pat good pat your master is now gone to europe on a great mission of mercy to his poor child and he told me to look after things whilst he is away of course you are to have charge of everything so i taught interposed pat a little surly but you must know that the general was in such a distressed state of mind that he did not realize the responsibility you had resting on your shoulders in his and his daughter's absence gently and sympathetically responded the deacon sure your honor ye are right and i'd be a miserable divil not to believe ye had the good of us at heart humbly said pat where is judy and what does she think of this elopement exclaimed the deacon what should she think of it your honor but that mr juno bees a dirty blackguard impatiently and indignantly said pat but thought he if only judy will not come here now because this old curmudgeon might smuggle some wrong ideas out of her innocence at that moment judy mccrae was heard in another part of the house screaming murder at the top of her voice. End of chapter 15